Praise the Lord. Welcome to the official GVPC podcast. My name is Pastor Chris Keats. I am the pastor of Gila Valley Pentecostal Church in Safford, Arizona. We're so glad to have you here listening to this podcast. We pray that it richly blesses you. And God bless you. conversations of folks, and uh, and sometimes it's even joked about. I remember years ago there was a young fella that went to our camp meetings and we knew their family very well. In fact, his mom and dad uh, were pastors in California at the time. And this kid was, without a doubt, the meanest kid I think I've ever known. Uh, he, one time at camp, my cousin Randy Keyes, who was preaching, or I don't know what he was doing there, he might have been taking, he might have been youth leader at the time, I don't know, youth president at the time, <laughs> this kid starts chucking rocks at my cousin Sharon, and, uh, and, and Randy is chasing him up the hill trying to catch him, and he's saying things under his breath, I remember that one, and then uh, one, one day when he was even younger, he was in his uh, in his crib. He was big enough to stand up. I guess they thought they would keep him confined in his crib. And uh, he was in his crib, and his mom walked in, and the kid jumped a glass baby bottle at his mom and knocked her out. And uh, when a visitor who was there at the time he heard the yelling, and, and or she heard the yelling, and she ran in. And the pastor, who was a little short guy, was holding up his wife, who was a quite substantial woman. And the boy was going, Mama's sick? He had just knocked her out. The kid would run around when he got a little older, and we'd be at camp, and he'd walk up, people go in and buy the taco plate, you know, at the snack bar. And they walk away, and the kid walk up, boom, knocked it out of their hands. And uh, or they would have their soda pop, 
and he would get a pencil or a sharp stick and walk up underneath and poke holes in the bottom of it. And um, the kid was honoring. I mean, he was he was he was mean as a snake in blind. I mean, to tell you, he was he was a mean kid. One day, though, they were coming home from church, and he made a statement. He said, "There's a fire at such and such place," and they just thought he was blowing smoke. And they come around the corner a little ways, and sure enough, that place was on fire. A little creepy, you know, when you think about it. We used to joke about him. We used to say he's either going to be a great preacher or he's going to be the Antichrist. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, is that this kid didn't turn out to be either one. In fact, he turned out to be a really solid, good Christian man, which came as a surprise. So years later, he comes walking up, tall, handsome man, polite and as nice as you could possibly be. And they introduced him. I looked at him. I said, hey, no way. <laughs> yeah, it's me. I said, you're the meanest kid I ever met in my life. He said, yeah. He said, I was pretty honored. And he's been married. Him and his wife have been married for years. Got kids living for the Lord. Uh, yes, the mercy of God is still good. But the Antichrist is no joking man. Right. Amen. It was first mentioned in Daniel. The scripture says this in Daniel 7.25. And he shall speak great words against the Most High. There it goes. I'm working on it. He shall speak great words against the Most High. And shall wear out the saints of the Most High. And think to change times and laws. And they shall be given into his hand. Until a time and the dividing of times. And Daniel mentions him several more times. I'm going somewhere with this. Calls him the little whore. Calls him a king of fierce countenance. Says he's the prince that shall come. Calls him the willful king. And there's these prophecies. And it's interesting because in Daniel you'll find that there is a a fascinating thing. Antichus Epiphanes uh, was prophesied there. It's, it's phenomenal prophecies that you find there in Daniel. But most of what he was was a historical preview of the Antichrist. When he came into Jerusalem and he, he did the things that he did and there's so much space that is given in Daniel to describe the career of this evil ruler. But the reason is, is because he prefigures the ultimate evil man. Antichus, I know with movies, there, is, there are trailers that are released. Antichus Epiphanes was a trailer of the real deal, the Antichrist. And, uh, and so you continue to see the Antichrist talked about. He's also referred to, and I'm not going to go into a lot of depth about the Antichrist, but there's somewhere that I'm headed with this. He's referred to in 2 Thessalonians, the second chapter, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, 
who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. And of course, it's also mentioned in Revelation, the 13th chapter. And I beheld another beast, this is the 11th verse, coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. And he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him, and causeth the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. And he doeth great wonders so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on earth in the sight of men. We're talking about, amen, that, that one that is to come and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth. We're talking about the false prophet here and also the beast. Deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast. There's going to be a sidekick to the beast. Amen. He's called the false prophet. He had power to do in the sight of the beast. Saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. Again, I'm not going to go into a lot of details. But he gave that power to give life into the image of the beast. And that the image of this beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. Amen. You think there, that it's not possible for everyone in the world to see that image? We live in a time of technology. Amen. Where the beast, where the Antichrist is going to be able to transmit himself all over the world. Whether it's through social media, holographic media, whatever it might be. Amen. But the whole world is going to see this guy. Amen. And he said this, that they would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he causeth all, both small and great. Let me stop right here. You think this is just a fairy tale. We are moving into this stuff right now. Amen. Everything is starting to come together. Amen. John made this statement. He said, you are in the we are in the last hour. If John was in the last hour, we're in the last minute. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand and are in their foreheads. Now, I know that y'all have seen movies, which I think, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you, when I think about all those movies, I think that they have turned the truth of the Word of God into a fiction thing. People look at this, and it's like every other movie. Yeah, okay, the, the, I don't remember what they're called. I don't care what they're called. Amen. But here's the thing. They, 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 get, they get views just like Marvel and DC and Star Wars and everybody else. And it's kind of on the same level. But I want you to understand this. Thus saith the word of the Lord. Not Hollywood producers. Amen. Not these guys. But the word of the Lord. There's going to come a day when the man of sin rises. Amen. 
beast or the number of his name. He said, here is wisdom. Let he that have understanding count the number of the beast. For it is the number of a man and his number is six hundred three score and six. And you've seen it all over. Six, six, six. As I said, a lot of people think well, this is just something in the far future. Or maybe it's just a myth. And I'm just going to say something here. Over the years, there has been a little worm of doubt in my mind at times. Where I have thought, well, maybe, maybe, maybe it's more of a, what a, what a maybe a parable type thing. Or a, 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 a there's a word allegory or, 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 or something like that. I've thought that at times. But in the last few years, if you can't see what is happening in our world, you are blinded by the God of this world. If you cannot see the way our society is changing at a rate we have never seen before, you are blinded by the society. Amen. I'm not quite 60 years old. I'll be 59 in a few months. And, and, uh, and, and I've been around a little while. And I'm older than almost everybody in this room except for uh, Sister Wilson. Are you old? I don't think. It might be. You're old. Sister, brother, sister, brother, Sister Crummer older than me. Brother Renzo's older than me. My mother-in-law's a little older than me. Amen. But I've been around a long time. But in the last five to ten years, I have never seen the rapid change of a society like I have seen recently. And, it's, and, and you think it's been changing before? Things are about to ramp up like you've never seen before. You're going to see things happen in our society. I'm not going to go into politics. In fact, I'll be perfectly honest with what I've, I've been doing lately. I haven't even read the news because I can't stand it. Right. Amen. Makes me sick. I don't even look. I, I, I try to avoid it. Amen. And uh, because I do know this, that whatever happens, uh, whoever goes up and whoever comes down, that God is still on the throne. Amen. And God is in control. And, and, and in the end, we win. Amen. And so, so I looked at this and I thought, I, whatever happens, I'm going to preach the Word of God. I'm going to live the Word of God. I'm going to stand on the Word of God. But I do know this. The things that have been going on are very indicative of what the Scripture has given us. Things are changing right now as we speak and as we sit here in the presence of God. There are machines that are working, if you will, or machinations, I should say, amen, and cogs that are turning and wheels that are turning throughout the world that are setting this thing up for the rise of a man, amen, that's going to walk into the world, amen, and take it over, if you will. So... John, as he began to talk about this stuff, he preceded all this by saying this, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. 
For if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away. And the lust thereof, that he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. And then immediately after this, in the next verse, he begins to say, Children, we are in the last hour. And you know that this, the, the Antichrist is coming. A fascinating thing here, by the way. The only place the word Antichrist is used in, in, is in John's writing. Other places he's called the man of sin. He's called the little horn. He's called, he's called uh, the wicked one and so on. But here, uh, John brings it down to this. He says the Antichrist is coming. But right now there are many Antichrists. And what we are seeing is we are seeing John preach not so much right there, amen, about an individual man, but about a spirit that has infected our society and our world. He said, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world, because if you love the world, you don't really love God. You can't serve two masters. He said, for all that is in the world, and he mentioned three things, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but of the world. And like I said, right afterwards, he began to talk about the Antichrist. So we see that the spirit of the Antichrist, amen, that thing that hates God, that thing that is against God, that thing that opposes God, is the spirit of the age. The spirit of the age hates God. Amen. It hates God's people and it hates God's church. And this world is moving fast. Amen. To grind its heel into the neck of the church. John said, don't love that thing. Don't love that world. Notice this, the things that John warned about. Amen. Revelation 17 and 3 says this, So he carried me away in the spirit uh, into the wilderness. Uh, amen. And he, I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet colored beast uh, full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. Uh, and the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color and decked with gold uh, and precious stones and pearls, uh, having a golden cup in her hand full of abominations uh, and filthiness, uh, amen, of her fornication. She set upon, uh, amen, uh, a scarlet-covered beast, uh, which is a type uh, of the Antichrist uh, and his system, uh, amen, amen, right there, Babylon. The mother of harlots, amen, is intertwined. And the Bible says that the cup in her hand was full of abominations and filthiness of fornication, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh. And then the scripture says this of the man of sin. He will exalt, oppose, and exalt himself, the pride of life. Amen. So the spirit of the age, what John was warning about, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, was the spirit of the age, which is the spirit of the 
says, and the king shall do according to his will, and he shall exalt himself. Talking about that to Christ. Amen. And magnify himself above every God. And shall speak marvelous things against the God of gods. And shall prosper till the indignation be accomplished. For that he is determined that shall be done. And then in 37, here's an interesting scripture here. Neither shall he regard the God of his fathers nor the desire of women. I'm not going to go into that right now. Amen. No regard any God, for he shall magnify himself above all. Amen. Amen. John said, don't love the world. Amen. Don't love the things that are in the world. Because if you love the world, you don't love God. Because in the world is the lust of the eyes and the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. And the Antichrist is coming. And we're in the last hour. And the spirit of the Antichrist is here. The wicked one is here. You need to understand right now that if you ally yourself with the things of the world and allow those lusts and passions to run rampant in your life, you're allowing the spirit of the Antichrist to have its way in you. Then John begins to talk. He says, they went out from us but they were not of us. Amen. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt continue with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. What are you saying, John? John is saying this. Not only is the spirit of the age, not only is the spirit of the Antichrist rampant throughout the world, but it has tried to do its best to infiltrate the church. Amen. I'm going to say this right now. I believe, I believe that when the man of sin comes on the scene, I don't think he's going to have a long Van Dyke. Amen. I don't think He'll step on and people will look at him and say, oh, he's evil. They're not going to look over there and look at their spouse and their kids and say, that guy's a mean man. That's not what the Antichrist is going to look like. He's going to be good looking. He's going to be a charmer. He's going to copy this concept from the Word of God to be all things to all men. Yes. He's going to be Christian for you. He's going to be Hindu for those folks. If I read Daniel 11.37 right, he's going to look at the LBGTQABZ and he's going to say, look, I feel the same way you do. He's going to be all things to all. Are you Muslim? I believe that too. Maybe he'll get up and pray things like, to the monotheistic God. I don't believe that guy is a antichrist, but something like monotheistic God and to Brahma and to all kinds of other things. Maybe he'll say amen and amen. I don't know. That stuff is just ridiculous. And I, like I said, I'm not going to get into politicals. I'm just dumb. And 
But this is what you're going to see. You're going to see this man step up and folks are going to look at him and say, wow. Wow. You know what the problem is? There's going to be a lot of Christians who are going to look at him and go, this guy is so great. He's like us. Yeah, I know he talks about all this other stuff, but he believes like I do. What? And look at each other and say, and they're going to get up in churches and they say, I feel like this man, you know, really is for us. And he'll help us. He'll be our friend. And... And out in the Muslim community, in the Hindu community, in the Buddhist community, all of them, this guy is all right. And even some, you hear me now, because I have seen this happen before, some in the apostolic ranks will say, I think this is a good guy. And I have, we've talked about things, but I believe some of the things that are happening, and I, and I think Brother Nate mentioned conditioning. He might have mentioned that. And, and I don't know if you stop. But I think, I think that a lot of what is going on in our society today is conditioning us for the mark of the beast. Because we have gotten to the point that we will accept anything our glorious leaders tell us to do. We've gotten to the point that, that they say it and we believe it. We've gotten to the point where they stand up and say, you need to do this. And there's always, you hear me now, there's always a good reason that they give. I'm not, I'm not talking about masks. I'm not talking about vaccines. I'm not talking about... I'm just talking about the fact that we are becoming conditioned with all kinds of stuff that's happening in our world. That, that, that they become, They're conditioning us to say, okay, whatever you want us to do. And, and some of these things are good things. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying we're reaching a point in our society... Now, now you, you get 150 years ago, 100 years ago, or 50 years ago, and, and if folks told you to do certain things, they'd probably say, yeah, you and what army's going to make me do that? Amen. Some of y'all live out on the reservation. Those folks, those folks got your number, man. They got you. They got. I, I, if anybody's watching from tribal council, Paul Jack. They got blockades on your streets for goodness sakes. Yeah. Hope we don't get any y'all in trouble. All right. Well, think about it though. Think about this. You know, a few years ago, y'all, y'all Apaches. Shooting arrows at people told you to do stuff like that. The old term off the reservation came from people like Geronimo, you know. But now we just go along, don't we? 
Well, it's not just it. It's just not over. It's all over the place. We just go along with things. I, and I, I'm not saying that there are reasons and stuff like that. I'm just saying that we have, we are becoming conditioned in our society. And I, I understand that people have got to do what they got to do and all that kind of stuff. I understand we're in a pandemic. But I understand all of that. And I, and I, I, you know, I listen, folks. I had COVID that almost killed me. God was good to me. I know it's a real deal. All of that. I'm not talking about that. What I am saying is that we, as a society, and all through the world, more so in Europe and other places, have become I'm so conditioned that, that if the government steps out and they say, sister, sister, you got to do this, uh, or ma'am, you got to do that, yeah. well, whatever, because the government's interested in my, in my well-being. No, the government, those people, it's an oligarchy. Amen. All they're interested in is their own power most of the time. I don't have, I don't have a lot of confidence, to be honest with you. I, I got to be careful what I say because I can get irritated. But here's the thing. Here's the thing about all of this. I feel like we're being conditioned. And there's going to come a day, amen, where we're all like, that's the guy. He's such a great guy. And he's going to step forward. And he's going to have a good reason. And he's going to say, listen, there's a lot of things that are going on. There's situations. we got to bring all this together. The best thing we can do is if, we, if you'll allow us to give us this number, it'll make all the difference in your life. You'll be able to buy and sell. You'll be able to do business. You'll be able to do all of these things. Amen. And here is the deal. After John warned of all that, he said, But ye have an unction from the Holy One, and you know all things. What are you saying, John? If you got the Holy Ghost living inside of you, you're going to be able to discern when that comes. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you're not filled with the Holy Ghost and you're not living right before God and you haven't got the power and the presence of God inside of you, whenever all of this stuff, the mark of the beast and the reign of the Antichrist comes upon the earth, you won't have the foggiest idea what you're supposed to do. And you'll just follow along like meek little sheep and do what they say. But I'm here to tell you, there's going to be those that stand and say, I will not because residing inside of me is the power of the Holy One. And I know what's going on. I'm not going to get into the timing of the rapture or anything like that. I will say this. If you believe that Jesus is coming before the tribulation, I hope to goodness you're right. Tell the folks in North Korea and Iran about that. They've been through tribulation and they're like, we're already in tribulation. But I hope you're right. I hope about the time the Antichrist gets ready to step on the scene that the trumpet blows and we're all gone. I don't really see it that way in the scripture. I think that before the wrath of God is poured out, that God is going to take his church home. At the last trump, the seventh trumpet, when the great day of the wrath has begun. Amen. That's what I believe. Now, you, you don't have to agree with me. I, I, yeah, I know the pastor, but you don't have to agree with me. And, and if you feel uh, on this one, if you feel like the Lord is going to come before the tribulation, I'm like, please be right. 
don't really see in the scripture. What I do see is that that day will not come until the man of sin be revealed. And we're going to be standing there. I'm not going to preach a whole lot longer. I'm kind of enjoying myself. We're going to be standing there. And those of you that have the Holy Ghost, really got the Holy Ghost. You're going to look around you. And, and ever, you know, I see this stuff all the time. I see this stuff all the time. Whenever Social Security numbers came out, they said, it's a mark of the beast. And most people said, no, it's not. They said, this is a mark of the beast. No, it's not. But I'm going to tell you this right now. If you got the Holy Ghost, you're going to know it when it happens. You're going to recognize that fellow for who he is. You're going to figure that out right there. But if you don't have the Holy Ghost, you in big trouble. You're like, oh, Pastor, that ain't going to happen anytime soon. Well, I hope not. Well, sort of. Some days I'm like, come, Lord Jesus, come quick. Some days it's really that way. Oh, come quick. But if you don't have the Holy Ghost, you look around and you're going to be full. Where am I going? I'm going with this. We're sitting at the edge of the abyss. We're sitting at the end of the age. The spirit of the age is working stronger than it ever has been. I said this the other day, and I, and, I, and I feel this very strongly. Jesus said this. He said, there's going to be wars and rumors of wars. He said, there's going to be nations rising against nations. I've mentioned this many times. The word for nations is ethno. It means ethnicities. He's talking about the possibility of race wars. I hate that junk. I hate racism. But people are starting to stir that stuff up in the, in, in the hearts of men. Amen. I, I'm going to tell you all something. This is such a diverse church. We're all just people, man. Amen. I, I'm sort of, I don't know what I am, a bunch of stuff. You know, a bunch of uh, Hispanics here, natives, and I don't know what else the rest of y'all are. But we're just, we're just people. We're just people. Amen. We're people that have been saved and redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Amen. It doesn't make any difference to Jesus what you are. Amen. When it says that ethnos will rise against ethnos, Amen. I hope I hope that doesn't mean that, that, that the Anglos and the Hispanics are going to have a war because my wife is Hispanic and I'm Anglo and it can get really rough in the house. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but it says that nation shall rise against nation. You're in trouble too, bro. Yeah, amen. Nation, realm against realm, kingdom against kingdom. And it says there's going to be famines. And there's going to be pestilences. We're seeing that. There's going to be earthquakes in diverse places. We're seeing that. Who would have thought a few years ago the Safford would shake with a 5.3 earthquake? It's all over. And then it said, this is the beginning of sorrows. And I believe that where we are is in the beginning of sorrows. And then it says they're going to deliver you up. To be afflicted yeah. and to be killed. So here we are. I believe we're standing in the beginning of sorrows. And things are about to happen. But if we've got the anointing and discerning power 
of the Holy Ghost. Here's something that's interesting about that scripture. He says, those that, uh, I'll read it again. They went out from us that they were not of us. They'd been of us, they would have continued with us. Why did they leave? I'm going to tell you why. Why did that spirit of the Antichrist that was trying to infiltrate, infiltrate the church go out from among the church? Did they want to? No. I said it the other night in prayer, in our prayer meeting. When a church is healthy and full of the Holy Ghost, it's like a body that's healthy. When infection comes, it rejects that infection. And he said they came in amongst us, but because this church has an unction from the Holy One, it rejects that stuff. Amen. It's going to be the church that is full of the Spirit of God. That when the trumpet sounds, it's going to be a it's a glorious church without blemish, without wrinkle, without spot. Amen. That's ready to see the Lord. But those days, hear me right now. Those days are coming upon us. I'm going to close. Scripture says this. Says this about those that accept the mark of the beast. Those that were not filled with the Spirit of God. Those that were not discerning. Those that did not have an unction from the Holy One and didn't know all things. So the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast in his image and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, Here's what's going to happen. The rapture is going to come. The people of God are going to rise to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. But those that receive the mark in their forehead or in their hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God. Got a couple choices here, folks. Either make sure you're ready to make it, or this is what's going to happen. Which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. It's not going to be watered down, people. And she'll be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever. And they have no rest day or night who worship the beast and his image and receiveth whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. The Bible says what's going to happen with the beast. I'm going to tell y'all something. This is going to stand up before the world. And he's going to exalt himself. 
ago. Years ago. There was a man that started a church. And ultimately they called it the People's Church. It was in San Francisco. And Jim Jones began to feel the pressure of a lot of different things. He took around a thousand people to the little South American country of Guyana. They started a commune, a compound then. But one day when he was still in the United States, Jim Jones began to speak to his flock, if you will. And these were people, and you hear me now, many of these were people that had come out of Pentecostal, some even apostolic backgrounds. Many of them at one time had felt the presence of God and even been filled with the Holy Ghost. And they had been drawn away by a Antichrist, if you will. And Jim Jones stood there behind his pulpit in that church. And he said, You don't need the Bible. And he picked up a big old Bible. And he said, You don't need the Bible. He said, If you need the Bible, May God strike me down. And he reared back and he threw it down the middle aisle. And it landed open face flat on the ground. There was a gasp from the crowd. And they looked. And Jones said, see, you don't need the Bible. All you need is me. They were like, yeah. I'll tell you something. If you haven't got the Holy Ghost, if you haven't got the Spirit working in you, someday the man of sin is going to stand saying, you don't need Jesus. You don't need the Scripture. Just me. Take my mark in your hand and your forehead. People will go, yeah. But just like Jim Jones and his followers died in the jungles of Guyana, the scripture says this, that the beast was taken and with him the false prophet, prophet that wrought miracles before him, with which he deceived them, which had received the mark of the beast. You're going to be deceived if you're not careful. And that worshipped his image. And these both were cast alive into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone. And you know who else is going to be there? We read it a minute ago. And the smoke of their torment, all of those that received worship the beast in his image. And receive the mark of it. The smoke of their torment ascended up forever and ever. But they have no rest. Let me tell you what. 
The Bible says in 2 Thessalonians 2, for the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Would you stand with me? I feel the presence of the Lord here right now. We're standing on the edge. I want to be ready. I want the Holy Ghost to be working inside of you. Saint, visitor, would you find your way to the front and raise your hand? Just begin to seek the Lord. 